0: So I was like, okay, first action, since I'm seeing myself speaking in front of crowds and inspiring so many people to actually pursue their own thing and be happy really on Mondays, I'm like, okay, I'm going to create a mini version of that. I'm going to host events. I'm going to start with one event and see how it goes. Maybe it's not going to work, whatever. But if I don't start with one single thing, I'm never going to know.
1: Hey y'all, it's Naomi here. I'm delighted that you are tuning into this episode with my remarkable guest. If you walk away with something that you can apply to your own journey, please let the both of us know. Leave a review, send me a message. I love to hear the feedback about how these stories impact you and how it's influenced your approach when it comes to living out your why. Hi everyone! Welcome to episode 13 of the Power of Why podcast. My name is Naomi Hiley, and today I am here with Mimi Boyer. Mimi, thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you for inviting me. I'm so excited to be part of your journey. That's awesome.
1: This is super exciting and you know I connected with Mimi on on LinkedIn. She's very active in that in that space sharing her journey documenting what she's up to. Um, So I really really wanted to chat with her and Talk about her sort of progression and how she made the jump um, to this entrepreneurship uh, on her entrepreneurship journey. So, Mimi spent six years in the sales industry working for a few giants in the consumer packaged goods, um, in the consumer pa- CPG space. Um, on your website, you say that you, quote, spent six years asleep in the corporate life, climbing the steps successfully without even once stopping to ask myself why. So after internally making your decision, uh, Mimi took three months to prepare her exit strategy and finally jumped into the unknown. And by unknown, I'd really like you to delve into this later, but a life that you wanted to see and live for yourself. So she's now a full-time entrepreneur building the Happy on Mondays movement and is also head of people People and culture at a fast-growing tech startup located in Toronto. So I really want to uh, preface this conversation by saying that, you know, after talking to Mimi and chatting with her on a few occasions, that although this seems like very up in the air and, you know, sometimes glamorous, um, (laughs) that none of this was particularly easy, but that it's really possible with determination. And can I just read something from your website? Yeah, of course. Um, Because I think it really embodies what you're all about and what you believe. So you put down four statements of of what you believe. The first one is, we are all worth doing something that feels meaningful. We are all worth being excited by what we're doing. And we should all do what we're passionate about. Lastly, we should all strive to become the best version of ourselves. And, you know, after talking to you, this is really, it comes through in every conversation that we have. Can you talk a little bit about yourself Mimi and you know your origin story and what came before starting Happy on Mondays?
0: Of course yeah thanks for this intro it's always cool to kind of hear other people's perception of my story Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so I spent six years I kind of started in sales because I am a people person so I love people I love to interact with different people every single day and sales was allowing me to do just that so started like all in with sales. Um, I started at Coca-Cola, actually. This was like the best school after school to learn all about sales and really kind of start with direct selling, being like really in the action, knocking door to door and really selling. So that got me like excited for maybe, let's say the first like couple of months. Is It was always like fun to discover a new territory, new challenge, all of that. But yet... Kind of got addicted to the race of climbing the steps, of growing, of just being more challenged, getting more salary, getting more uh, titles and like responsibilities and all that stuff. Um, and I I kind of lost track of my true essence. I lost track of what I am really all about and Mm. that lasted for six years. So, um, it was basically the, I don't know, it's kind of a, a rat race really. That's what it is. It's really trying to grow, but it was not the right way to grow from from a personal development standpoint it was hmm. very competitive very uh, driven only on like numbers and and dollars and all of that yeah. so for 6 years it was kind of my my jam it was my story i was really good getting promoted kind of always crushing my objectives and growing and like i got to the highest paying job um, I have ever had. I was in the biggest cosmetic company I had. um, I was a senior key account manager working on Walmart, the biggest retailer in Canada. So, Mm -hmm. you know, on paper, I had it all. Right. High paying job, over 100K, a a, a car that they gave to me. I had, um, you know, great responsibilities, all that. Yet, um, after I think six weeks of starting in, in that job. I was traveling for work and um, it it kind of hit me. It was like the most um, haha moment I h- ever had in my life. It just like hit me. I was in a plane and I was traveling and I was sitting there reading books about growth, about personal development, about like doing things that are truly meaningful. And it hit me. I was like, What am I doing here? Nothing is meaningful. I'm selling products I don't believe in. Mm -hmm. Like I'm chasing a race that I'm not even interested in. Like what am I doing here? Mm -hmm. It really hit me hard. Um, Kind of a breakdown in in the plane, like crying and I I just couldn't stop crying. And everyone around me was like, is she okay? Like what's (laughs) going on? um i was not okay and it was not a matter of like the plane ride or anything i Mm love i love flying it was all the emotions that i was going through at that moment in time realizing that oh shit i gotta make a big change in in my life because i'm Mm -hmm. heading right in a wall right now Mm -hmm. that's kind of what triggered the um entrepreneurship in me kind of like knowing that i needed to take ownership for that pivot that I needed to do like this this like search of something bigger for myself that was like the light the, the, the spark that went just on mm-hmm. so after this like major uh, wake-up call happened I um, came back from that trip so I actually went and, and did all the work I had to do for this company but uh, came back from the trip and I was like okay I thought like the only answer was to start my own business. I thought it was like straight up like pivot and like leaving everything behind and just Mm -hmm. going all in with a business. So that's what I planned for three months. I stayed at the company, but I was planning my exit strategy. So I was saving money. I was starting to kind of build the foundation of a business idea, which is not not at all what I'm doing now, but I was like starting to think of what I could do, um, saving money again, and like just prepping myself for all the shift that I was about to do. Mm-hmm. So um, after the three months were done, I left the job, and I thought I had a clear idea of what I wanted to do. Yet um, it was really not that. So left the job and spent a month in Paris to kind of like do more soul searching and, and just start like fresh with a clean slate really far away from home and by myself. Like my husband even stayed in Canada. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was like just by myself, like doing this for a month, like going in cafes and like working on my business plan and all Mm. that. Mm -hmm. So the initial idea was um, to solve the problem that I was facing. So, so many people unhappy in their jobs. uh, So many people disengaged. Companies are struggling with that. So I thought, oh, I'm going to be kind of a happiness broker and I'm going to act as a consultant in companies and really come and solve those problems by um, kind of plugging companies with happiness suppliers. So what Mm -hmm. I mean by that is like, Either uh, healthy lunches provided uh, by the employer or yoga classes during lunchtime or Mm -hmm. all of those, like meditation and and stuff. Exactly, like all of the wellness and, um, yeah, all of the wellness engagement, um, you know, survey platforms, like all of the Suppliers that are off, offering solutions for engagement in the workplace. I wanted to be that centerpiece that plugs companies with all of those suppliers. So that was the initial uh, journey, and I started working on that. So the whole month in Paris was all about like building kind of my idea, how I, I was going to pitch to companies. Like really, like all on for paper me, was, was great. Yeah. yeah. So maybe before you continue. Yeah.
1: Did you, so during that three month period where you decided, yep. okay, this was going to be my, this is the date in which I'm yep. going to leave and hand in my uh, two weeks. Did you think of what that was going to look like or starting that, you know, first day in Paris? Is that when you actually, you know, were thinking about their direction and the focus of what your business would be?
0: So I was thinking about it during the three months, um, but it was very like so up in the air, so it was not at all like realistic and like concrete. So it was okay. more of the vision mm-hmm. during those three months, and and really kind of making sure I was ready in my mind for what was about to happen. It was okay. mostly like saving money so I could have freedom to kind of not be stressed out about money and like Paint you know bills and yeah all. exactly so. Yeah. It was that, it was preparing my mind to be more creative. So I was attending some entrepreneurship workshops on how to discover my superpowers, understanding really what I was all about, like my strengths, my interests, and like kind of more prepping for the jump than actually having a clear plan, if that makes okay. sense. Yeah. Uh, by the end of the three months, I had an idea. I knew like Happy on Mondays, like that was the the name of it. And I knew the mm-hmm. mission of it. But I, I didn't have a clear, really a clear vision of how, okay. <laughs> how that was going to happen. Fair. Um, So yeah, and then during this month in Paris, like everything was like good on paper and I came back and I was like, okay, I know exactly my pitch. I know uh, the companies I'm working with. I had suppliers. I had connected with many different players in the industry. I had contracts with them already. I was like, all good, right? Came back and um, went to meet my husband in Toronto. So at that time we were still in Montreal. So went in Toronto and my husband at the time was working for a big tech company in HR, like HR tech, right? So I was like, perfect. Like I'm learning from him. I'm learning from the industry. I'm going to join him in Toronto. There was a week of like a lot of HR events. It was in, I think it was in January of last, so 2018. So I went in and I started attending all of those HR events, right? And so that was the point where I realized like, Oh wow, like I'm not ready for this. Like, this is like reality check right there. Mm-hmm. Wow, I, I got really like analysis paralysis. So, I was attending all of those HR events and I was like, oh my god, like there's so many people out there working on kind of solutions similar to what I'm doing. Right. Oh Th- these are all so experts, they're so good in what they're doing. Oh my god, I know nothing about HR. And I started being like completely overwhelmed, completely. Right paralyzed really and um for i would say two months so you no know, i arrived in december so what happened is that from december to january inclusively i was lost completely lost uh researching like just like looking at what everyone was doing but not actually taking action not right. doing thing. Yeah. so at least i was meeting with like experts in in the industry so i was like Hooking up, having coffee with like some big names in HR in, in Toronto, but I was just able to share the mission I had, but i, I couldn 't relate it back to an actual concrete action, an actual one thing, one offer, one thing I would focus on to mm-hmm. make mission happen. So for 2 months again lost and by the end of the 2 months my husband actually had to make an intervention. So it was pretty funny because we were sitting in a restaurant and I was like still like in my clouds right talking yeah. about like blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah big 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 dreams mm-hmm. yet he's like okay Mimi like let's get real here mm-hmm. what the hell are you doing what the hell are you doing today to make this vision happen. Like, don't talk to me about this big vision of you talking in front of a stage. Like, what are you doing today to, to start one action, one baby step to make this vision happen? Right. That that was the problem. I was just in this bigger, like strategy work. I was not actually thinking like short term, like, yes. First step, second step, like, let's just, you know, kind of put action here. Right. So uh, at that point, I'm like, oh, my God, you're so right, Pat. Oh, my God. And I was freaking out. And he's like, okay. So we talked about the vision. I'm like, okay, so what's the first step I should start with to make this Mm -hmm. vision happen? And that's when I realized that my actual initial business idea of being this happiness broker was, like, so far, like, not aligned with the vision I had. So it was like this idea to make money and just be able to survive with my business. But it was not really related to a true, a true purpose, a true passion, a true like something that is truly meaningful. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, first action. Since I'm seeing myself speaking in front of crowds and inspiring so many people to actually pursue their own thing and be happy really on Mondays. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna create a mini version of that. I'm gonna host events. I'm gonna start with one event right. We'll see how it goes. Maybe it's not gonna work, whatever. But if I don't start with one single thing, I'm never gonna know. So that's when, in I think it was like Jan 15th, I started planning my first meetup, which happened on March 26th of 2018. Mm-hmm. So. So I started focusing only on that. My only focus was this event. So I looked out for sponsors, speakers, a space. Um, I was promoting. I was growing my Instagram page to kind of get traction, make people understand what I'm all about, my mission, my vision, like what I was going to create with this event. And I started mm-hmm. selling tickets, started uh, attending every single networking event in the city like every one of them like not You're even lot in Toronto by the way yeah it yeah. was insane i was out every night like for real and i i was also taking advantage of each crowd so if there was an opportunity at the end of a meetup so let's say creative morning is one of them yeah there was like 350 creatives in the room i would go at the end stand up talking on the mic in front yeah. of 400 people and pitch what I was doing mm. happy on Monday this is coming up. My first meetup, blah, 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 blah. I was explaining exactly what's going to happen, why they should register my mission, my vision, all of that. Mm-hmm. So I started like just taking this one baby action, meetup and, and talking and sharing and like growing it organically. So that was like the very first initial baby action that I took. And uh, what's funny is that as soon as I took this action, it was amazing how I felt. Like every single day, I knew I was progressing towards that bigger vision. So Mm -hmm. instead of feeling like, ah, overwhelmed, like, oh my God, so many things I need to do. I knew I had just one thing, one event. And now every single baby action task I was doing was aligned with that one thing. That's it. That's all that was really powerful. And after that first meetup, like a lot of things happened. like a lot of new, new things happened for me. Uh, first thing is like, I got a, so someone reached out a CEO of a tech startup and he's like, we got to talk, we gotta go sit down for coffee. Um, I love what you're doing and all that would only one meetup. So Mm. what I want to kind of share this morning uh, with you is like, it doesn't need to be uh, this mountain that you're trying to build as as soon, as soon as you put out there, what you're all about in this world, as soon as you start speaking from your truth, this baby action that I took, this baby meetup, just one meetup, got me so much exposure. And so this tech startup founders found me just because of one meetup. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. And we went and we, we had a coffee and, I was just like you know what i have nothing to lose i'm gonna just tell him what i'm all about what i believe in blah 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 and he was talking to me about his issues uh, at his startup i was like oh wow interesting i would do this like that and i was already kind of like consulting at this yeah but without even like asking myself like oh do i have the credentials to do that should i really say what I what I believe in like should I tell my opinion? I was just like doing it because I I had nothing to lose I you know he didn't pay me for this coffee or anything like I yeah. was just sharing, sharing what I had to say yeah and he was like, yes. <laughs> it's like <Take> notes. <laughs> yeah he's like this like all of this like we yeah. need this in our company we need all of your philosophy all of your energy we need that back in your company do you want to be head of people and culture like, at this
1: point what did that position even exist at this point
0: no so Continue the
1: company
0: was um i was employee number 10 so okay. still very very tiny company mm-hmm. um so at that point in may they were 10 i was the 10th employees and now we're 32 and growing like every single month so it was so interesting to ask to be head of people in culture only right related to what i believe in and what i'm able to show to -hmm. this world because Mm -hmm. clearly i had no hr degree no hr experience no certification no blah blah blah. i had nothing except the willingness to speak my truth and really be resourceful and go get the answers and spending so much time in the hr world for the past months i was like i knew what i was talking about without having like the paper the formal experience
1: tobacco early in this um conversation Mimi you mentioned that you noticed that this was almost like an epidemic like not feeling like you necessarily enjoyed or felt fulfilled in your in your career you know um did you how obvious was it when you were working there that other people were also experiencing the same thing as you Oh my god. Well, it doesn't necessarily show outwardly, right? That you're unhappy. Yeah,
0: yeah totally. What does that look
1: like? And I
0: think we're all like taught to hide it. So we're all taught to mm-hmm. say what, what we say to drink to 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 be that corporate soldier. Right. So, university was like training me to be this great employee and then what, as soon as I joined, I started noticing like so many things were like not aligned with who I was, but I would just like shut up and actually and go with it. you know go with it and following yeah. what other people were doing and just like being in that train right, But as soon as you start actually being honest with yourself, you start noticing that other people are showing signs the same signs as as you are showing so. Sometimes you're at the coffee machine, whatever, and you're having a coffee with your calling and, and she keeps complaining about her boss and how, like, you know, the misunderstanding she had or whatever. and And then you start, like, picking up on all those people that are all, like, complaining. And that's normal. That's life. But... It made me realize that I was not alone. Colleagues already complaining all the time around me mm-hmm. uh, got me thinking that I wasn't alone. And the numbers show it like literally 85, I think it's 86% of the entire global co- population is not engaged by their work right now. So that's huge. And I was like, yeah, I can see it all around me because CPG world was very challenging. And it, it's cool when like challenging environments are cool, but it was very toxic, very negative sometimes. And mm. I I could, felt, I could feel it, the disengagement around me. So it got me thinking that if I was not alone in this case, like we right. needed to do something about it and solve this problem was actually my mission. Like I wanted to help more people be happy even on Mondays, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, so yeah.
1: <clears throat> so during that um, period, that one month period when you were in Paris, you mentioned that... You were reaching out to companies you knew what your vision was but didn't necessarily focus on the execution at that point fair Mm -hmm. enough but you knew what problem that you were trying to solve which you just mentioned so what was the pitching like what was your technique for reaching out to companies um at that point because you said you had it all lined up before you even came to (laughs) uh came back home totally
0: totally so I'd say that I've been using the same technique like for everything that I need help with or everything that I need support of other people with. So yes, future customer, but also like on LinkedIn, how I'm expressing myself, how I'm showing what I'm all about and sharing my mission is always by being like super authentic and using my own story to describe like how other people are feeling as well. Hmm. So as I was pitching to companies, like my, my whole story was the foundation of my pitch. It's like, imagine how many of your people are in the same situation right now. Right. I was like really trying to make them understand how valuable it, it is to address this issue because I've been one of those people and I quit the company. Like I was very always coming back to that strong storytelling kind yeah. of skill. Yeah, um, and it's the same thing I use to get sponsors to get uh, speakers like it, it's, it's a matter of bringing your people in your mission in your, your movement that you're trying to start right, right. Uh, so it has to resonate with people and the way it resonates with people is when you're authentic and you, you share like exactly what you've been through and why you want to solve it for other people mm-hmm. um, in mm-hmm. terms of like teaching it's always important to think like what is the person in front of you trying to accomplish why do they need your help it's not about you it's about them what they need what they want what they are craving for that you can offer them so um like let's say for my sponsors i was connecting them so doing my meetups was an opportunity for them to be directly connected with their uh, ideal customer Mm -hmm. so i was offering them this audience and i was using exactly this argument to sell them on giving me free food okay
1: so honestly like understanding their pain point being able to be really specific and i'm sure you like because it was something that, you, that pained you being, you know, at those companies internally, you understood it firsthand, but you were also around other people who understood it, colleagues of yours. So in terms of the pitching aspect, what is in it for them is definitely, yeah, something to take away. Thank you for that. Um, so <clears throat> when it comes to risk-taking, specifically making that jump from corporate life that was, you know, safe, secure, you were doing well, very successful, making a lot of money, what was one risk specifically that worked out great for you and maybe one that didn't work out too well and what you
0: learned from both, what you took away from both? Um, so that's super interesting because it's actually something that has helped me kind of refocus my business just now. So mm. The biggest risk that I took was like leaving everything behind, right? Just like jumping and like removing all the uh, financial stability, security, all of that. Yeah. There's, there's a good and a bad thing in that. So the, I'll start with the bad thing because I, I feel like this can kind of help other people. So the bad thing was like as soon as you get pressure financially, is gonna kill your creativity it's gonna kill like all of the greatness that you can bring in your business it's gonna really make it tough for you to be your best self in your business so that was um, something that i did that i didn't know i thought i idealized the entrepreneurship i idealized like starting my own business money's gonna come flowing at me no it's not at first, but it's okay. Like you gotta be able to build your foundation of your business without this super huge pressure on your shoulders of like paying your bills. Right. So that's the first thing I, I, I'd say. And I've been really, really lucky to, uh, first off, being able to save so much money before doing the jump, but having the support of my husband too. So I, I'm not gonna lie, this has made a huge difference, but. I would say that now that I've actually went back to a full-time job to go back to working in a side hustle, this is where magic happens. This is where you work in your day job, you give it your all, you get the money to fund all of your crazy ideas that you want to test in your side hustle. All of the like amazing flow creativity is there because you don't have to stress out about bringing revenue in. You're just like focusing on creating and building and, and not be stressed out. So that is like the biggest, biggest learning I've done for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. And Now
0: I'm still, I'm still side hustling. And it's, it's amazing because I have this flow of revenue just coming in every two weeks. Yet, I'm able to build blocks of foundation for my business. And now my income revenue is growing and growing and growing. And I'm not going to leave this job until I'm at the point where I'm comfortable and I have a secure... like. Sticker meaning like income coming in every single month that is consistent. That yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I'm not like stressing out every month to like, oh my god, oh my god No, I want to really build a flowy business where I'm my best self and I'm not like this like I need your money needy person like that's mm-hmm. not the type of business I want to build um, so that's definitely a learning for, for me. And right. I've learned it the hard way because I was seeing it as a failure to go back to a full-time job.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Is so not the case. So not the case. Because this full-time job actually gave me so many skills that I needed in this business that I'm building, mm-hmm. which is like very interesting. So I, I left this toxic environment where I just couldn't, couldn't stay because it was very like it was killing my creativity for sure, and I went all in. But yeah, there I was stressed. I was like financially like oh my god, I'm like freaking out.
1: Mm-hmm. And then when
0: I came back to a full time job, but a full time do- job that I enjoyed, like something that I, I I loved every single day. I was I'm still doing it like part time now, but. I was literally learning all about people and culture, HR. I was paid to do that, to spend time learning a new career, which is insane. And um, I just like, I have so many different things that we did at this tech startup, which are like magic moments. Literally, like creating a culture in a company is, is putting magic, like in different, like everyday moments in, in their lives, in the life of the employees and I really feel like I was able to create something very magical and this is awesome. And I I could come back at home at night and spend time on my side hustle and grow my meetup series and now start coaching and build this coaching business all without the like heaviness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: I've definitely heard that, that sentiment a lot of as soon as, well, especially if you leave without a plan, like leave your full-time emergency plan to make sure that I'm not constantly worried about how to pay the bills. Um, it completely like changes the way that you approach your business and also how you approach people about your business. And all those crazy and like creative ideas that you've had before you left almost become sour in a way. And um, that's very scary to think about. But at the same time, you don't need to think about our full-time jobs as something that we need to disdain or stay away from. But rather, how can you leverage that to do what you love, which is what you mentioned. Oh, my
0: God. Couldn't agree more. It's literally like... It's the best thing in your life, your your full time job, because it's yeah. funding your lifestyle. So it's yeah. funding all of the bills, all of the like nights out with your friends. It's funding your life mm-hmm. and allowing you to learn. Because like you, while you're in there, you should like go all in and go get all the resources Have you can.
1: Yeah. There's like
0: senior people in there, probably like people that want to mentor you for free. They want to teach you all of those things that they learn in their their own. Uh, careers and it's available for you every single day yet you keep complaining that you have a day job when you should actually take advantage of everything like just go grab everything that you can from this day job Mm -hmm. Um, and totally and then it's also a mind shift of go get like give what you have to give in your day job deliver what is expected from you but don't overdo it like as the clock is done at 5 30 whatever the time you end your work day it's okay you've given your all during those like eight to five hours you give your all and then you have energy left for for yourself for your hustle Mm -hmm. for your your whatever passion project you're invested in Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um so that's super important to to mature so the hours you're spending at work be your fucking best self at work. Give your all, but then, peace out. You're out. You you have still an energy left to mm-hmm. spend on your own things, right?
1: Hmm. Yeah. Oh, exactly. And you talked about that that value proposition at the beginning. You know, as we wrap up, what is yeah. that? What is? Where should people start when they are thinking about something that they want to do, whether that's a side project or a side business? Mm-hmm. Um, In terms what was that process for you in terms of getting clear on what your vision was? Um, mm-hmm. Was it the understanding the pain point, understanding what you you know, ultimately what comes before understanding what your customer needs?
0: Mm-hmm. So it's super interesting. I am about to launch a challenge, a free challenge for anyone that wants to start a side hustle. And we're going to go through like five days of exactly that. But Uh, the initial part is definitely to know like what is something that you really want to bring to this world? Like what is something that is going to be such a passion that you'll have the motivation to spend time on this every single day? Mm -hmm. So it has to be something that feels meaningful, uh, maybe a problem that you've been experiencing that you feel is like so close to your heart and you want to solve it for other people around you having the same problem. Um, relating to anything that you're obsessed about. Like a lot of us are spending like way too much time on our cell phone, like looking at stuff that we love. So mm-hmm. some people is like wellness. They can't stop like scrolling through Instagram, looking at all those wellness um, you know, influencers or doing a lot of fitness classes. Like what is things that you're already doing every single day for free in life and you're already obsessed about yeah, this is where you gotta start. This is where you gotta start thinking. Yeah, pay attention. Yeah. Start thinking. Oh, interesting! I'm so obsessed with that. It doesn't feel like an effort. Mm. That I'm kind of an expert at it because I've been spending like way too many hours every single week since the past ten years on that subject specifically. Right. Oh, interesting. What could I do with that? Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say that's the the initial step is really. Relating it back to a passion driven driven side hustle, it has mm-hmm. to come from your heart because elsewhere, like it's just not going to work. If you just want to pay uh, the bills and have more money, like that's not the business I'm in, actually. Mm-hmm. You know.
1: Mm-hmm. And I'm going to link your the stuff that you're working on right now. But you have can you briefly talk about um, how you've refocused um, the yeah. Happy on Mondays brand and you know, the workshops that you're doing now and the programs that you have um, that you're launching. I think it's the seven-day, the one that you mentioned, the seven-day. Yeah. So well. Yeah.
0: So it, it's crazy because I've been coaching people now, very different people. Uh, some people want to find a new job. They want to kind of change industry and they want to rebrand their themselves to find the perfect job that they want. Mm-hmm. Some are just kind of completely lost. They don't know what they want really. And some have a side hustle idea and they're like just so scared of starting it. They have so many blockers, they don't know where to start, all of that. So I've been working with all of those different people and I love like helping anyone really. And and that's what I've been doing for the past year was like really just sharing a broad message of you gotta find happiness even on Monday mornings because. It's not okay to go through a career that you hate for five days a week when we only have one life to live. So I was very broad, talking to anyone and everyone, and I've been starting to coach like a lot of different kind of individuals, and now I'm starting to to see that what I truly enjoy seeing is a person that sees like the the passion comes to life by building something, building a small passion project that turns into a bigger business uh, along the the way. So having done that for my mom, that's what I did with her. She has been an accountant for her whole career. So over like 40 years of, of experience, yet she's always been so passionate about design. She was spending like, like all her life, she bought new houses to decorate and renovate and make it, them look amazing, pretty, and then she would sell it. She she would do that as a hobby. So we would move, like I moved probably like 10 times in my life because we did that, right? We, we flipped houses. And I helped her understand that she could actually start a, a kind of a side business with that. Okay. Instead of just doing it for herself, so many people were already asking her for advice. And when she actually started, she started like charging for her design advice and her design time and getting to help people like shop for the right materials and all of that. She was like, Wow! <laughs> I can do that! Like, yeah. oh my god! Yeah. So we created her portfolio and all that stuff, and I could see her like lighten up. And this is what truly brings me so much joy. Mm-hmm. And I want to help more people discover that they can create something that they're so fucking passionate about. Yeah. They can put out there this offer; they will get uh, rewarded for it. People will actually crave their services, crave their offer, and. They will be able to express themselves in a bigger way outside in this world, and not just rely on their corporate job to do mm-hmm. so. so. That's pretty much the re, refocus that I'm doing.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more tailored and targeted to your to yep. the person that you're trying to help, which I think yep. brings a lot more people to you. They're like, oh, "I get Mimi's talking exactly to me. Exactly, uh, and I want to work with her." Amazing. Yeah.
0: So um, yeah, that's part of the you know entrepreneurship life is like. You, a lot of pivots all the time. Like you narrow down, you try different things. Oh, shit, doesn't work out. You try, mm-hmm. you try and like understand better where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And
1: it'll all directly, it'll direct you. And earlier you said, I never really saw it as a failure because mm-hmm. it was just like bringing you closer to what the stuff that you were actually meant to be doing. Totally,
0: so. totally. Very,
1: very cool. So the last two questions uh, for mm-hmm. the episode are around, last one the very last one is what's your why and I think it was very much embedded in everything that you were discussing Mm -hmm. Um, before that what is your go-to resource when it comes to uh, business or becoming more um, more self-aware whether that's uh, you know a specific book that helped you out early on um, or any like podcasts that you really enjoy watching or people that you look up to
0: Hmm. Wow, there's so many different people. Um, I'd say that one of them is Mary Forleo. I'm kind of obsessed with her. She's truly an inspiration because she's she's been building her business for the past 20 years, and we only see her success right now. She's like super well known, and she's yeah. making millions of dollars, impacting the lives of millions. Yet. It took her 20 years and that is something that I feel very powerful. And as soon as she speaks, you kind of feel that she has been building this for a long time and that's Mm -hmm. inspiring.
1: Uh,
0: I love Tony Robbins. I'm obsessed with him because he's just a genius, truly a genius in understanding the human beings. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm binge watching like all of his content and stuff. Um, But I'd say like this, this journey of, Personal development and focusing on my mindset for the past probably year or so has been so powerful because it this is where it starts. Like, even if you're inspired by so many business gurus and like all of those podcasts, if you don't put in the work for yourself and spend time every single day building your mindset, focusing on believing that you will achieve your dreams and actually making a plan for yourself, then you're never going to accomplish anything. <laughs> so um, I have a morning routine that I, I do every single morning. Uh, this morning I did it. It's here. Uh, so it, there's like 10 steps to my morning routine. And mm-hmm. every single day I do all of those steps. I actually created a, a guide about my morning routines because people were asking for me, for um, advice. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's something that I if I actually don't do it, It's going to affect my day. I'm just not as focused. I don't have the right mindset. I'm not as positive. I'm not Mm -hmm. as like organized and focused. So it's now a must for me every single day to focus on my personal growth. No choice.
1: I have to say, I really admire people who are intentional about how they spend their time. Because it really tells me a lot about um, what they're trying to achieve, right? And if mm-hmm. you say, I want to do this and this, but don't have necessarily the steps or the plan or the discipline to get there, yeah, then all of that's kind of crap to be going yeah. on. <laughs> but I totally. really love Mimi how intentional you are with your time. And you talk a lot about your morning routine and, and the stuff that you're working on on LinkedIn um, and on your website, of course. Um, So, thank you for that. Thank you for sharing your journey, honestly, so openly. Of course. Of Um, course.
0: It's a pleasure.
1: And the last question, uh, very fitting for the power of why, is what's your why? What gets (laughs) you up in the morning? What do you feel like you're meant to do here?
0: I am totally meant to inspire people to get their spark back on and actually achieve true fulfillment and happiness. Mm -hmm. So, um, I've spent a year kind of broadcasting this message now I'm getting people into action. So instead of just inspiring, yeah. I actually want to give them the steps, the, the action plan to start somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, I, I truly believe that as soon as you take one tiny, tiny action every single day, you're becoming the best version of yourself and that's ultimately the biggest goal if i can help people really fulfill their true potential i'm gonna be a happy camper
1: (laughs) Uh, awesome thank you i hope that you enjoyed episode 13 of the power of why podcast with mimi Boyer. i'll see you in the next one hey there it's naomi again how did you find the episode I'm very curious because these are all women that have impacted me in a very specific way and to share their stories is the ultimate privilege. So make sure to subscribe to the Power of Why podcast if you haven't already and leave a review down below. Can't wait to hear your thoughts.